This episode is brought to you with the help from Powertech Fitness, a global leader in premier strength equipment celebrating over 20 years of being committed to stronger lives. Please visit them on Facebook, Instagram, or their website at www.powertech.com. Good morning, everyone. This is Brandon Matloff in Los Angeles. Welcome to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast, where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They are the go-to person who you would want to ask all the questions to before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. Today, I'm really excited to host Lou Shapiro. Lou is a certified criminal law specialist with a concentration on white and blue collar criminal defense. He has represented his clients in a variety of cases, ranging from DUI offenses all the way down to money laundering. And after earning his law degree, he began his career working for the New York State Attorney General and then ultimately transitioned to other agencies over time before starting his practice as a criminal defense attorney. Shapiro is a member of the LA County Criminal Justice Executive Committee. Hey, Lou, we got to fix the name on that. And then uh, the California DUI Lawyer Association, among some others. Today, he will be sharing some of his wisdom on pursuing a career as an attorney and his experience as a DUI attorney. Welcome, Lou. So, you know, when I think of you, I think of um, all the social media stuff that you've created to really put yourself out there and create something that I don't think you see from many uh, criminal defense attorneys. So what inspired you to really get your business going on social media? You know, social media has really evolved over the last 10 years. Um, The way I originally uh, saw it was that it was a way to connect with many people in a fast way and not have to leave the, the comfort of your office or home. So I didn't, I didn't get involved in social media for a marketing uh, reason initially. Uh, and really to this day, it's not my primary reason why I do it. Um, but it has the unintended benefit of you know, these friendships uh, that I have made over the years in social media have blossomed into also you know, business contacts, referrals, uh, and so forth. So benefits that way, uh, most of all. I think of attorneys generally just being in their office and they post ads on, you know, billboards and maybe some radio and, and uh, every now and then just different, different mainstreams, but you've obviously taken it to another level. And so maybe just talk about like, how did you think to do that? What, like, where did the idea come from? I've always been uh, someone that enjoys uh, stirring up conversation. I'm not afraid to bring up a controversial topic in a regular conversation. And I like to see how people think and react and exchange ideas. So bringing that to social media was a natural evolution of that. And it's what I'll do is I'll throw out something that has a law-based issue underlying it, which has controversy, give a spin, and then just allow everyone else to kind of feast on it. Uh, and that feasting and inter- interaction exchange between everyone else is what makes it as fun and enjoyable as it is. So was there another mentor other than uh, online forum that, that got you really motivated to do this? Or did you have some help along the way? In, in terms 
terms of the uh, going into the private practice route or the social media? I would, I, I would say um, really going into your own private practice. Yeah, it was, I know it sounds cliche, but really it was television. <laughs> seeing, you know, those, those closing arguments by these guys at night suits, uh, saving the day. I, I see them as, as heroes. Now, those were my supermans. When everyone else was watching action figure stuff, I was watching the lawyers in suits and being like, how is somebody with their charisma and intellect and know-how going to be able to wiggle their client out of the situation. That's what always intrigues me, and that's what drives me to this day to do what I do. So I can imagine when you started off, there was probably some roadblocks because you didn't have any clients yet. You weren't given any clients, right, because you kind of started on your own. So how would you build up your practice? It's funny, though. The first um, office I set up had a the public defender's office thinking that it would it would get me the most clients was across the street from Men's Central Jail. Uh, I opened up an office there, and then I realized very quickly that anyone who did not have or know someone who had a car to pick them up from the jail when they were released from it after being arrested probably could not afford a lawyer either across the street. Because <laughs> uh, I was hoping for foot traffic, but that was not happening. Uh, the foot traffic I got was not the, uh, the best tutor for private practice. But it, it allowed me to practice my instinct skill uh, and really to learn from every experience. So, uh, then I, so ultimately, what did you, so ultimately, how did, so what, what was the, uh, the turning point, I guess you could say? The turning point was when I realized that the only way I'm going to get cases is by meeting with and getting to know other lawyers that don't do criminal law. And not just that, but referring them matters, showing them I can also help you, and I want to help you. And the more I give, the more I see we get back. So if you could go back to that time where you were a public defender or even in law school or, or starting out even before you went to law school, is there anything you could think back to, to something you may have tried or done differently? Uh, you know, I, I think I, I did it. I'm not saying in a boastful way, but I, I think I did it right. You know, I, I didn't take any shortcuts. I tried whatever was handed to me. Uh, I dealt with clients in the public defender's office that were mentally ill, transient, very difficult to deal with clients. Uh, but I, I got through it because I knew that, you know, this is, well, this is my duty to the client, no matter how difficult they are. This is, this is my job to help them. And I knew that in the long run, it would benefit me because every person I deal with, every case I have, no matter how challenging it is, it will only prepare me that much more for the next one ahead. Um, I wanted to know what your thoughts are on how clients should like interact with you. Like, is there questions that they should be asking you or is there things that, that you wish your client would ask you early on? I, I mean, fortunately I've been, do, I've been doing this enough time where I, I'm able to, you know, anticipate or cover all the areas that need to be covered with the client. For example, what the what the expectations are from the beginning. You know, what do you expect to see out of this case? What do you want to happen? Uh, and that way, because ultimately that's what they're coming to me for, right? They they want to know what what is going to happen at the end, and I don't want them to think that I don't want them to have an unreasonable expectation. All right. Well, before we part ways, is there any um, interesting stories or anything? 
uh, unique on any of the cases that you've worked on that you think would be fun to share? Uh, you know, I'll tell you, it, one of the, the, the most, I think, uh, misunderstood uh, things about our reputation is that, you know, criminal lawyers, we, we don't care about the victims or we're willing to do whatever, uh, you know, we need to do to get our client off. And uh, I think that, that it's a misconception. I, I think it's good to kind of end on this positive note, which is that, you know, our, our job as a criminal lawyer is really we are what I like to say the last the last bastion of justice the last stop of justice uh, for that train because without without criminal lawyers it's the government the judges prosecutors police doing what whatever they think is right and without us there's no filter there's no one making sure that we proof beyond reasonable doubt is really being held to that standard, that people are being searched for no reason, right? that there's privacy, that there's rights, that people's lives and careers aren't destroyed based on false allegations. We are the protectors of society. So I think if people, and people sadly only come to that realization when they need a criminal lawyer, but I'm hoping that maybe through this podcast, through this, through this message that we're ending on that, they'll start to see or, or, or get that feeling from me that we're really doing good work. We're really doing humanitarian type work. We're doing the work that I think most people cannot stomach or do. And with that, I'll conclude. Well, th thank you, Lou. I really appreciate that. Um, uh, just final as we uh, as we close down here, um, is there a great way to contact you or your or your firm if a client um, or potential client wants to ask a question on or needs a help? or they want to use you guys for representation, what's the best way to uh, get in touch with you or your firm? Sure, lushapiro.com has my office contact info. Easy to reach that way. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, Lou. I really appreciate your time today. This has been a Stella Oak Mavens podcast. We empower you, the listener, to take control of your life. Mm -hmm.